Series edition. It is episode two on our series on powerful and practical ways to tw- start 2024 strong. And we are joined again by Nikki Bush, human potential expert, multi-award winning speaker and five-time best-selling author. Today we're talking about reframing to win at work and life. Nikki, it is so good to see you. Happy New Year. Thank you very much, Rile Bukhile. It's wonderful to be here in studio, in person. Right. Are you loving the new studio? Is I it am. not the one, right? I am. It's just stunning. And the fact that we can even see outside. Right. It's so Unlike lovely. before, we, yes, we, 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 we didn't know if it was raining or not. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, I really do think that um, any kind of, uh, like, a, like a conference venue or, or a studio, mm. if you can just have that little bit of nature peeking in, it shifts the energy completely. And I think, you know, what we're talking about, kickstarting the year mm. powerfully, is really all about our human energy and how mm. we choose to use it because we have a choice. I love that you say energy because yesterday, which was my first day back here, I was sharing with everybody how some people still have that slower walk that you're in fatigue one and and if people are coming back feeling refreshed and many said no because I was also still feeling like yo I feel like I struggled to unwind and just as I was starting to relax and let go and surrender to holiday mode it was time to come back so starting on that part of what you said about energy which you are saying, of course, it is a choice. And sometimes the choice is allowing the little sob in the car before you get out <laughs> to, <laughs> to go to your desk. <laughs> Let's, can we speak from a worst case scenario perspective when we have this reframing conversation? And let's assume not everybody got the rest that they needed. Not everybody's feeling refreshed. Not everybody feels like they have a fresh start the way that New Year's usually feel. So I think there's, there are words we use that mm. sometimes put us in a negative state. Mm. And as I was saying to an audience I was speaking for this morning, you either have to work or you've got to work or you re- reframe it as I get to do mm. or I get to work as in it's a gift. Mm. As in it is a privilege and a privilege. And I Mm. always say to people who are working either in a corporate where I do a lot of my business or staff in schools, you are so privileged to have a job. And our attitude often determines our altitude. Mm. And yes, you might not be in your perfect job. It might not be where you want to stay, but... No experience is ever wasted or forgotten. Mm. These are all stepping stones to the next place. And there are gifts in every step that we take. There are lessons to learn. There's growth to be had. And perhaps we should be using this word for 2024. Mm. When you wake up in the morning, you have got your to-do list. If you're like me, you've got a very, very long to-do list. And you very rarely get through that to-do list. In fact, looking at that list can make you frazzled and exhausted before you even begin. But we need to allow ourselves to be surprised by life. Mm. And I would love for our listeners to take this on. When you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, how might 
today surprise me? Mm. How might today surprise me? Because, Rilebo we have got this much that we know about life, a very little amount of experience versus what we don't know, mm. which is a whole lot more. And we need to be curious about what we don't know because that's where all the growth sits in what we don't know. Mm. And so embracing what we don't know and asking a really critical question, how might it be another way? Can it be another way? Can work be another way? Can my relationship be another way? Can where I live be another way? Just to consider options and allow them to filter through your brain without necessarily doing a whole analysis, an empirical analysis, but that sitting back and just letting your brain do its thing of saying, how might today surprise me? Can it be a different way? That allows your brain to go out and play and consider options that maybe you hadn't considered in your rational brain. Mm. So being a little more playful and being curious is really important. And in my best-selling book, Future Proof Yourself, How to Win at Work and Life, that whole book is predicated on self-leadership and dancing with change and disruption. There will always be change and there will always be circumstances, mm. external circumstances that come and disrupt us and change the way we play the game of life. Either those disruptions will come at us by choice. And there are many people today, this week, who are starting a new job, mm. who maybe have moved town, who maybe have moved country by choice for all the right reasons for them. There are people listening who have had a dread disease diagnosis mm. today or in the last week. There are people who have lost loved ones this week. Mm. And so those will be crises. Um, so we have change by choice, change by chance, by luck, mm. or change by crisis or calamity. And all of these things will change the trajectory of our day, our month, our year. And we have to keep saying, can it be another way? Sometimes it's forced on us. And you know, you know what I'm loving about what you're saying of how can today surprise me? Um, I discovered the red car theory. And I don't know if you've heard about the red car theory. So Tell the, me about it. I think I know where you're going, but I'm not so sure. So the red car theory is, I'm going to ask you, Nikki, how many red cars did you see on the road today? Yeah. I know exactly. So what then you're the person about usually now. is like, mm, I don't know. No, I don't maybe think I saw few. one actually. Yes, or, or maybe. So then, if I say to you tomorrow, for every red car you see, I'm going to give you a thousand rand, you're going to look for red cars and suddenly you will be seeing 20 red cars. Amazing. And the theory, of course, mm. being that those things, because now your framing has changed, you have a different outcome today. So the thing I say to myself, especially if I'm having a difficult day and music plays a big part for me, is today's a good day to have a good day. And then suddenly, because I've said it out loud, I will find something. So it's not that the red cars aren't there. I just wasn't looking. It's not like the surprises, as you say, are not there. Yes. But once you conscientize yourself to the fact that there are positive surprises or beautiful things. Yesterday was a struggle. 
um, for me, just in terms of getting my myself back into that thing. And my surprise of the day was the caller who called to say, thank you to your team because I, I haven't been working, but because you allowed me to share my, my situation, one of the other listeners uh, he was able to have a Christmas lunch and I was like, there's my surprise. Isn't I that needed wonderful? to find that thing that's like, that was a good day. Yes. Now everything else did not matter. So I love what you're saying about how can today surprise me? And then in the evening, when you go to bed, you have to ask another question. How did today mm. surprise me? And if you're the type of person who maybe keeps a journal or a gratitude diary, mm. this, is, this is the question to add to that work. What was the one thing that surprised you most? The good thing about allowing yourself to be surprised is you're tapping into curiosity. Mm. And for me, curiosity is the antidote to fear. And that underpins the whole book, Future Proof yourself please help me understand that you say curiosity is the antidote to fear fear. so i want you to imagine there are two barometers Mm. fighting for your time your attention the one is fear Mm. and the other one is curiosity if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed and worried and fatigued i promise you the fear barometer is winning Mm. And the minute you can identify that the fear barometer is winning, you can literally tell fear to bugger off and you can invite curiosity in. Mm. So if you close your eyes, you can actually visualize those two barometers. And depending on how you're feeling, you can work out which one is winning. And it gives you the choice to intentionally choose curiosity to tap into that big part of the world that we don't yet know. Mm. because there's so much out there. And we tend to think, let's stay in my bubble of my comfort zone, of what I know. But in that way, yes, you might get really good at what you're doing, but you're also not pushing yourself to grow beyond that. Mm. You can become a little bit stuck. And it is the beginning of a new year. And I would like to say that particularly for women who are listening, women tend to only apply for jobs or for promotions if they are 100% ready and can tick off every single thing in the box where a man will take on a new job or a challenge when he's only 60% ready and he's prepared to learn on the job. Mm. So that's an interesting one. I'd love to see more women stepping up to the plate to take on um, more leadership positions because they're ready for it, not necessarily because they can tick every box for it, but because they're bold enough, brave enough, enough and courageous enough to give it a go and ask for support. That's the important thing. And that's a reframing conversation. I I love what you're saying. It's so resonating with something I discovered about myself last year. Because I was trying to figure out there's so many jobs that I was in inverted commas not qualified for that I got and learned and mastered on the job. And when I was being interviewed, I actually realized it was audacity to say yes when the opportunity arose. And it, it feels counterintuitive, as, as you say, as women, we struggle to ask for more money. We struggle to take up a challenge if we don't feel 100% ready because we fear, I think, success more than we do the failure part. And for me, I'm like the audacity, like the liver, as, we, as young people say, having the audacity to want more, to be more is something that just to echo what you are saying 
more people in general. It's like, who said they don't want you for the, you know? So I'm going to say, oh, I'm going for a job interview, but I, I know I'm probably not going to get it because I'm not fully qualified. Said, Please walk in with the audacity that the job is yours and you deserve it. That might be the thing that wins you the job, not Just your CV. setting the attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think to your point, wanting more gives you the opportunity to do more, to give more, mm. to impact more. So I was listening to your conversation on the way here. You're talking about, about wealthy me, people. Me wanting to be you know, a, bil- I mean, a billionaire. I mean, when I'm a billionaire. Yes, when I was I'm listening to that. <laughs> and, and yes, I'm sure there are people who want money for money's sake. Yes. But maybe for people like you and me, the more successful we are, the more impact and influence we can actually have mm. on the world. So once again, the mindset, the words we use, the framing that we give it is really, really important. So... To go back to where I was talking about the fact that many people are starting new jobs Mm. at the moment for the year, starting something new is a double-edged sword because it is exciting. You've made this choice to move into a new position, new job, new employer, and yet it's terrifying. Mm. And that is the paradox of being human. We can hold two different emotions at the same time about the same thing. Mm. And that doesn't mean it is the wrong move. So I really want to help our listeners who are starting something new to feel comfortable with the emotions that come with a change because a change by choice, by chance or by crisis will send us through the seven stages of adjustment to some kind of change, disruption. Mm. And those stages are very real. The first one is immobilization, shock. Oh my goodness, I've actually done this. Mm. And now you're wondering if you made the right decision. And you're frozen now. Oh, I now. got the promotion. You so got you're it. like, yay, but oh my gosh, am I ready? Am I ready for it? Yes. And so you freeze in fear. The second stage is minimizing. So you minimize the threat by comparing it to something else you've been through or something else someone else has been through. And then you go, well, this isn't that bad. So the brain knows how to hack fear. Then the third stage is depression. Now, anyone starting a new job right now, within the first six to eight weeks, there will be a moment when you feel low because you feel incompetent and unconfident because you haven't learned the ropes yet. You don't know the people and the processes yet. You will want to run back to your old boss. And a bit overwhelmed, I can imagine. Yes. Mm. Um, And even children feel this about school. They go to high school. So exciting. And then actually after the first few weeks, can I please go back? Yes. Nobody wants you back, actually. <laughs> there isn't a place for you. Anyway, so, so then you go get a bit depressed and then you come out of that and there's acceptance of where you are right now mm. and that the only way forward is forward. And then you start testing your new reality, which is a good place to be. And then finally, because we're human, we internalize the change and we create meaning out of it. Mm. And that's where we can say, I've learned this. I've grown from that. Mm. And that's where we want to be with every experience in our lives is how can we grow from this? What can we learn from this? Because as long as you can learn and grow from any experience, positive or negative, it kind of gives it perspective and validation and it makes it Makes the journey worthwhile. Where in that picture, you know, I was just thinking about um, the emotion of guilt that comes with in that stage of the um, feeling a little bit down, right? Because now you feel overwhelmed and like, 
maybe it shouldn't have been me. And then afterwards, it's the guilt with it could have been someone else, <laughs> right? Um, I, and I, I know that feeling when I came back to talk radio, I was excited for like a day and then I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even know how to talk anymore. <laughs> you know, and then it's that thing of like, maybe I'm not grateful, maybe I'm not, it, it's, it's so many emotions. So in those stages of the new job, the promotion, the that new thing in life that is exciting, that is a step forward, that also feels, makes you doubt yourself. How would you advise a person really go through those emotions as well to come out the other side? Because Clement Magnatella just the other day was talking about self-sabotage. And I imagine in stage three or four is where now somebody might be like, actually, I don't think I'm the right person person for the job um maybe i should you know can you rather look at somebody else or mm-hmm. you know that that feeling of wanting to run away mm. so i would say the first thing is that we have to accept that any kind of change is uncomfortable mm. and when you're uncomfortable you're growing so discomfort and growth seem to go hand in hand so try and quantify what it is that you're learning even though you're feeling uncomfortable. The other thing is that you need to stay on the floor for long enough to learn the lesson. You need to be uncomfortable for long enough to learn the lesson. Mm. I'm sure there are many listeners out there just like me who have had a baptism by fire in Mm. one job or another. A boss who wasn't that nice. Somebody who really gave you a hard time. And I can talk about an experience I had where... I had a boss who wasn't a good teacher. Mm. Used to literally put his pen through my my work, my um, like my public you're a child my, in school. My, yeah, my, <laughs> my, my PR press releases that I used to write, which I thought I'd done a pretty good job with. And then he used to make me go and stew in my own juice and not tell me what was wrong, and I had to work it out myself. Mm. And while he wasn't a good mentor, I always think that he made me better than good. Mm. Yes, I did the work. And he was a baptism by fire and it wasn't comfortable, but it forced me and pushed me to be better than I was. And I was already good at writing, but then I became really good at writing. And now I have five books under the belt, let alone everything else that I write. Mm. And I always think in the back of my mind, he was part of the journey. So I stayed for long enough. I worked with him for two years and I disliked every day of it. But I stayed for long enough to learn the lesson. And many young people today, there is a trend that they start a job and within a couple of months they leave because the boss wasn't nice Mm. and blah, blah, blah. You know, the thing is that when you get to work, you can't choose your colleagues. You've got to learn to get along. Mm. Uh, You might have chosen your boss, but you haven't chosen everybody who's going to be your boss because there are lots of people in between in the chain. So you need to embrace the learning opportunity and leave once you know what it is that you've learned. We've got uh, your voice notes coming through on 0727021702. All of a sudden, in the last couple of minutes, I have seen five red cars. That is bizarre, Sue. <laughs> Sue, it's a pity I'm not giving you a thousand rand for all the five red cars that you have seen. But I hope that uh, you're able to take what Nikki has shared about asking how a day can surprise you or looking for 
the possibilities that are positive because now suddenly they will always be there because you didn't notice them before. Now they might be glaringly in your face. And and I think opportunities, um, um, blessings, all of the things that you want to to um, um, speak of, they are there. You're just not noticing them. Now, if you wake up with a different attitude, you will start to see them right in your face. Nikki, to, to, to wrap up, especially um, for those now who aren't starting anything new, they are still unemployed. They are still battling depression. They are all of those individuals that are finding themselves in a really tough and what feels like a never-ending um, situation. How can they reframe in closing? Right. So I think that we should direct them to go and get my Dancing with Disruption download from mm. NikkiBush.com. And whether you're going through a crisis or just a change of job, it all applies. Those seven stages of disruption apply to anything positive or negative. Mm. And the thing is, if you can write down all the collateral damage that's going on in your life, you can do my exercise that comes in that Dancing with Disruption download on NikkiBush.com. You can also find the collateral beauty in any situation because that is the human condition that we live with both the positive and the negative at the same time. And we all have the opportunity to frame things as a comma in our way, mm. not always as a full stop, the end of everything we know. We have the power to choose whether something is going to freeze us in time in fear as a full stop or whether we are going to allow situations and circumstances to rather break us open and plant us like a seed. Mm. And that is a choice. The website is Nikki Bush. That is N-I-K-K-I bush.com and there are other amazing resources i actually use nikki bush's website as well i encourage you to subscribe to her newsletter as well and you can find all of her various award-winning books including future proof yourself how to win at work and life this conversation will be podcast nikki bush thank you so much thank you